Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast. I wish this was a little bit more climactic than it is, but here's the thing. We haven't recorded an episode since July something, Holy right? shit, dude. Hold on. <laughs> let me let me really quick check the files. Um, <laughs> too bad I got back into cars. Man, fuck me, man. Episode 33, the original folder that I have on my computer reads uh, July 4th. 2023. Wow, so we just bypass half a summer. We we're having fun, man. What, we we're having too much we're fun. fun. So here's the thing: we are both very excited to be back. Um, David, you, I know at the time you were still moved into a new place, um, but you got a new job in the time that we've been off. Um, I got this new shirt from the Stray Dog in New Buffalo, Michigan. It's not that fuck. It's not that old Buffalo shit, you know. Um, and uh, we've been we've been enjoying our summer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Um, I don't know about you, man, but I in the last like month and a half, two months have felt. Very unmotivated. Just, Bro, it, it, just in it. general. I feel it. Just I, in a lot of ways. I've been very slow on my channel as well. And it's not even for a lack of wanting to put stuff out there. I I don't know what happened. Um, so this episode of the Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast is going to be a little bit different than uh, the rest of our podcasts. Normally... When we come back from a little hiatus, I want to make a really big deal that we're back and we're better than ever. But in reality, we're back and uh, we need a little bit of time <laughs> to to be to be to be better than ever. Um, but we wanted to get on here and and do an episode and and um, make funny faces at you uh, that you know you can't hear if you're listening to the podcast. So thanks, Lenny, for listening. We know you're always listening, buddy. Um, my name is Nick Scarpinato. Hi, Lenny. Hey, Homer. <laughs> What's your I, name? How about a breakfast churro? <laughs> hey, Homer. No, no, Lenny. More breakfast churros for Lenny. Sorry, I uh, I've recently 100% hit and run again, without cheats, and it takes forever. Yeah, but. Uh, Oh, David! Oh shit, David Kapusha cars. Yeah, that's right. That's what my <laughs> name is. Uh, and this is our lovely co-host Vanessa, who just woke up from a two-month nap. So please, don't shout right in her ear. Uh, you'll scare her half to death, and she's already half dead. So um, you'll kill her. Oh God, I'm sorry. Um, and this is episode 34 of the Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast. Um, ugh. I'm opening up the box of new cars now, and because, uh, in David's words, uh, hit rollback, <laughs> hit playback on that, and that's the flashback sound, and you say what you said earlier. 
what I say? Uh, yeah, because today's been a shitty day, so we're getting a shitty car for this episode. And we're back to the present. So, because we are getting a shitty car, um, today's episode's car is the, uh, it's a green... (laughs) 1965 Austin minivan. Ooh, check that shit out. It's nice and old and shitty. And it's probably, it probably smells like must. If we're being completely honest, I must be honest with you. (laughs) This shit stinks. Anyway, so what we're going to do today is we're going to keep it nice and simple and short. We're easing back into the podcast game. We haven't done this in months. I don't even know if I remember anything. I don't know if I remember how to how to be a podcast host. So I don't even remember the um, order of which we talk things in. I I can't expand upon that bit. I'm sorry. That's I mean that's it's, it's a testament to where we are at mentally. So, um. What we want to do is talk about a couple of things that we've been up to recently in the last couple of months. Um, some more recent than others. Um, but I figured we might as well start at probably one of the most recent. Um, and we'll try to keep it in a little bit of an order, right? As far as how our normal format goes. And um, last week, I guess when this comes out it will be later than last week but uh in the last in the first couple of days of september david and i we went to go see the movie perfect blue which for all of you anime fans out there you might recognize as uh satoshi forgetting his last name kon satoshi kon uh that is his first uh, debut directorial debut movie um and for horror fans, you might know it as uh, the only anime film you'll ever watch um, because it is spooky. Now, obviously, we're going to be talking about spoilers for the movie because there are spoilers, believe it or not. Um, but I now that we've had like a week and a half to think about it, um, what do you do you, you want to tell the everyone day about day after we watched it? The day after I got home, I bought the steelbook for this fucking movie. Because I, I need to show it to everyone now. It's it's one of those movies. It's like the first time I've, I uh, I watched Shawshank Redemption. Mm. And I bought it and I, I immediately showed like Josh. I was like, dude, you got to watch this movie. So I watched that movie like like uh, two days back to back. Because wow. it was that good. I'm like, I need to share this with people. So yeah, I don't know if any of our other friends have seen it, but if they haven't. We're watching it. Yeah, listen, I think... So, let's break down what the movie is about, just very briefly. So, uh, Mima, the main character, she starts the movie as a pop idol who is transitioning into a career as an actor. And she has two agents, one who works with, I think, specifically the, the TV, the television company that is in charge of this show, that she is auditioning for and she has the role for and then her other agent is her like music music agent um who used to be a pop star herself who also tried to become an actor and it didn't work out for her so over the course of the movie 
Um, there is a serial fan who starts to stalk and later threaten Mima because he doesn't like the direction that she's taking her career. He sees her as a traitor to all of her fans, blah, blah, blah. Um, spooky shit starts to happen as in like murders and attempted murders and a blog where he is pretending to be Mima uh, and people are reading the blog and thinking that he is her. And so Mima, after a escalating course of events, ranging from doing a, a nude photo shoot to doing a scene for a show where she gets like sexually assaulted and uh, bad things happen. Uh, she starts to lose her sanity a little bit. And I think the best thing that this movie has going for it is the direction and the editing. Um, I know you're a sucker for like, like really good cuts. You know what reminds and- me of? Uh, there was a movie a few years ago called The Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very, like, uh, it reminds me in the way that a lot of the times you don't even know what you're watching is real or not. Like in this movie, there's constant, like, uh, scenes that happen. Like, I remember she was, like, being interrogated. Or, like, uh, you know, there's, like, uh, in, like, a mm. police station. They're like, yeah, she thinks she's just the actress or whatever. I'm like, damn, is yeah. she, is, like, they catch her? And it's like, it was just the movie. So it's like, it's constantly like fucking with your mind like am i even watching something real you know yeah but uh, what's most interesting about that scene is the first time they play it they use her real name like in the you know they use her real name in the context of the movie and then the detectives are like oh yeah she thinks she's you know mima whatever blah 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 and then at a certain point they play the scene over the exact same shots, the exact same whatever, except, like, it's in the context of the show that she's filming. And it's just, like, it just... The editing and the direction and the writing gets progressively fuckier and fuckier as Mima starts to lose more and more of her sanity. And, um... Oh, at a certain point, there is this... This... Since the movie is a commentary on the personas that we create when we go out in public or in this specific instance, the persona that you create as someone who's famous or someone who's notable or whatever. Sometimes that persona starts to take on a life of its own. And when people see you in real life and you don't match that persona, it can sometimes shatter their view of you or they start to resent you because you're not, who they thought you were and it's a commentary on parasocial relationships and I've seen a lot of people talk about how much more relevant this movie is now than it was even in 1997 when it released because you have all these internet celebrities and all of these like YouTubers and influencers and people like that who go their entire lives or part of their big parts of their lives doing podcasts or, or, or recording albums or filming TikToks or whatever. And then you see them in real life and they're nothing like that. And it's like, there's so many more celebrities like that now that are more easily accessible. And anyway, so her persona 
the Mima, the pop idol, takes on a life of her own essentially and starts ba- like white rabbiting Mima throughout certain scenes. So you'll see this ghostly figure start to like glide through the air and Mima starts to chase her. She sees her in the reflection of like a car that passes by or whatever. Um, yeah, it's also, I want to talk about how this movie is drawn too, because unlike other anime movies that we've seen, this movie is drawn very realistically. Like there, besides how ugly that motherfucker is, man. And her agent, (laughs) ugly ass people. Yeah. No one's yeah, that other than that, my, <laughs> minus, yeah, you can't, you can't make that shit up. <laughs> um, other than a couple of scenes that really benefit from the movie being animated, honestly, I could see this being a live action thing, but the fact that it is animated means that there are cer- certain sequences that pop out and they feel irregular, they feel abnormal in the context of the rest of the animation in the movie, and I think that only helps to serve the narrative that oh things are things are fucked up because everyone else is moving normally but this ghost is just fucking floating it's like you couldn't de- you couldn't do that in live action you know yeah or like the scene that i was telling you about on the way home there's a scene where uh the stalker is we see him in his room typing up this blog post and he's pretending to be mima and he's got all these posters and shit of her on her on his walls and so he starts talking he starts speaking what he's typing out and then all of a sudden all of the posters start talking in like Mima's voice I'm so glad we saw this in theaters there there are a couple of musical cues that like I don't think we would have gotten the full experience for if we weren't like in a surround sound setting um yeah the music in this movie is it ranges from like super catchy dude i was like bobbing my head like listening to the actual uh what was the band name in the movie uh cham yeah i was like yeah this this bops yeah and then there's there's a theme that uses like it almost sounds like tribal vocalizations that like freaks me out when i listen to it now it's got like the or whatever like i i don't know how to do the thing um but yeah, and you find out, spoiler alert, at the end, because you see Mima, like, you see a couple of murders on screen, and one of them that happens on screen, it's it's legit her. So you as an audience member start to question yourself, like, is she actually killing these people? Are they just dreams? She's getting calls from her agent saying, hey, that photographer that took nude photos of you, like, is dead. Uh, you might want to watch out. And you get to the end of the movie and you find out yeah listen if you want to watch the movie and not be spoiled just skip to like 25 minutes into the podcast i don't know when the exact timestamp's going to be but just uh skip around turns out the person that's been murdering all the people and influencing the stalker has been her agent i think it's uh like remy is is her name or Rumi? Rumi, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, she has been dressing up in the red pop idol dress and the white headband that Mima used to wear when she was in the the group cham. She kidnaps Mima at the very end of the movie. You see her room is decorated exactly like Mima's is, um, and you discover that Rumi suffers from uh, personality. Uh, split personality disorder or, or um, 
whatever term they use in the movie, starts chasing Mima through the streets of Japan. She almost dies. Mima saves her. And the last scene is Mima visiting Rumi in a mental ward where the doctor is talking to Mima and she's like, yeah, she's still, uh, still relapses every once in a while. And the director uses a lot of reflections to show us the split personality of Rumi. So you see her look into a mirror and she sees Mima, but we see Rumi. So it's like the, you know, split, whatever. And then Mima wearing sunglasses is like, well, she's getting the help that she needs. Thank you, doctor. And she leaves. And a couple of nurses on the way out, they, they talk to themselves and they're like, what is Mima doing here? Like she's, she's too famous to come to like a mental institution. And we didn't pick up on this because we watched it in Japanese. And I honestly couldn't tell the difference between the voices. But when Mima looks into the mirror, she's like, nope, I'm the real deal. That's apparently Rumi's fucking voice that says that. So the movie is open-ended because like who knows who actually got arrested and actually got committed to the mental hospital. Yeah. I think that's that's uh, just the uh, because I I looked the, that up too and the director's like yeah no it's not it's Rumi's definitely the one in the fucking hospital okay um, I think that was just meant as one last mind fuck yeah but it, it I mean once I fi- I was about I started watching YouTube analysis videos as soon as we got done <laughs> with the movie and uh, and I wanted to text you so bad I was like dude yeah I had no idea. Um, but I guess if, if Satoshi Kon, who tragically passed away in 2010, I think 2014. So, you know, um, rest in, uh, rip in peace, Satoshi. But you know what the craziest part about this is? Mm. It's like on the way I looked up what this movie was about and you look it up, you look up perfect blue on Google and the little blurb, all it says is a young Japanese singer is encouraged by her agent to quit singing and pursue an acting career, beginning with a role in a murder mystery show. That's it. That's all it says. And then and then and then they start fucking axing people and showing full bush. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the scene. I watched Bro. a whole analysis about the elevator scene. Um, oh, and the fucking parking garage scene, man. It's so good. It's. It's one of those where, like, oh, dude, like, you either have to watch it with headphones on or you have to watch it with a good speaker system because, like, the way that they use sound to create an atmosphere, I've legit never seen it in anime ever. I've never seen And, like, psychological thrillers are not popular in Japan. Like, apparent, like this movie debuted in uh, France, I think. Like, it didn't even debut in, in Japan. Um, until it got global recognition and global popularity. And now it's considered one of the best anime films of all time. Um, yeah, dude, I could I could go on and on about this movie. I need to find a poster hanging up in my wall. Um, it was very good. Like, actually, probably... You know, with the exception of, like, the Miyazaki stuff, because those are just yeah. kind of their own... Ca- it's like it's like Tarantino movies. They're just in their own category over here. Um, right. Probably the best anime movie I watched. And we've seen a lot. Like, up until this point, we've watched a lot together. Um, so it's a testament to... 
honestly, I think part of it is how Perfect Blue kind of adapts to the Western sensibilities of filmmaking, while also, of course, taking on a lot of aspects of Japanese filmmaking and Japanese characteristics and character writing and stuff. Um, I also remember thinking, like, why the fuck is this movie called Perfect Blue? And I don't know if this is an exact explanation, but they use the color red a lot in this movie. And the color red is sort of to symbolize Mimi or Mima's um, every time you see the color red on screen and it takes up a lot of the the screen itself, it's supposed to represent her mental health deteriorating. So the elevator scene, like we were just talking about, when they actually show the boom box, the entire floor of the elevator is red. So most of the screen is red. Um, even like in the beginning, the, the book, the script that she's reading is all red and it covers up her face. Um, when she's reading aloud the line, wait, who are you? Which is essentially just the theme of the movie. Um, God, dude. And, and I learned that the elevator scene, the essential pivot point of the movie it happens at the exact midway point of the film's runtime. Hmm. It happens at exactly like 45 minutes and some seconds. Uh, second. That's like some tool shit, throwing the word mitosis uh, exactly in the <laughs> middle of the song. Yeah. It's like the more and more I think about this movie and the more I talk about it, the more impressed I am with it. And right now, they are, they being a bunch of theaters are showing a bunch of Satoshi, I mean, all of Satoshi Kon's movies in the order of release uh, over the next couple of months. So that means Perfect Blue, um, Paprika, Tokyo Godfathers, and the third movie that I forget that is also about questioning reality and and blurring the lines between reality and, uh, you know, psychological fiction. So if you haven't seen Perfect Blue... You gotta watch it. You you gotta check it out. It's not only an amazing anime film, but it's an it's an amazing film in general. Um, I implore everyone, even if you're not a big anime fan, even if you just are into psychological thrillers or you're a big film buff, you gotta watch this movie. Um, and as soon as you show it to Vince, let me know, and then I'll fuck it. I'll come over and. <laughs> And we'll watch it together because I need to see this again. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, speaking of things that we've been up to, but a little uh, more recent, because again, we're getting more and more recent here, or uh, less, I, I don't know what I said at the top. David, uh, what have you been up to, dude, um, as far as music goes? Because we haven't seen a show together. We're going to Riot Fest this Friday, so next episode you'll hear all about that, I'm sure. Um, but you've been, you've been in the studio yourself, haven't you? Yep. Our, uh, debut EP is finally actually coming out sometime in October. We don't know, have an exact date yet because we are currently waiting for the master to get done. So yeah, I've been sitting here a lot, you know, making the artworks like for like the physical releases and. I got like the studio making of. We got we just filmed us like talking about each song. A lot of, a lot of shits about to start dropping for Callous Wing, so 
Yeah. Better be on the lookout for that because this motherfucker, we, the oldest song on this EP is from 2016, but uh, a lot, mostly from like 2018, 2019. So it's been a few years in the making. Well, and that was, that was a weird time for everyone because that was like right before the pandemic hit. So if you were working on something around 2018, 2019, uh, it sort of got put on hold and not for us. We didn't give a shit. (laughs) Oh, Oh damn. And what, were you in the studio during the pandemic? No, no, no. I mean, we were just, we just going to Alex's house and like writing this bitch. Oh, (laughs) we didn't go into the studio until, uh, April this year of this year. And then we finished around July, like July 20, 20th or something. Mm. And then we've went a couple times for mixing and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just waiting for this master to get here and off you go to get printed and distributed everywhere. Yeah. Where, where all music is listened to. Yeah. Cause they say, uh, for a release date, you, you should, uh, make it four weeks after you submit it to allow yeah. uh, all the shit to get done. So hopefully if this master shows up within the next few days, this shit's coming out on my birthday. So, Woo-wee. or at least damn near so, close to, I mean, and then you got to have an EP release party slash birthday party. Dude, imagine how fucking cool that would be. Get calloused wing to play it like the EP release show and have like a cake. It's like, happy birthday, man. Thanks for being born so we could write this shit. Yeah. You know? I, I, I thought about it. I haven't told them about it, but I just think it's just probably going to be too expensive because this fucking thing's costing, like, a lot already. Mm. What's uh What's this fucking thing called? So it is called Dirge of the Nameless Explorer. And uh, Dale wrote it based on this dude on YouTube uh, called Haven Games who died a few years ago from cancer and he was like this World of Warcraft YouTuber and so he wrote uh, really a lot like about half this EP is like written about that guy so it's like dedicated mm. to him yeah Um, is is Dale a big World of Warcraft guy yes he, <laughs> that man is addicted to that shit. <laughs> well, and so I feel like, um, there's definitely going to be a part of that community that will resonate with this, um, at EP as well, as long as, yeah, but how do you like, what are we going to be like? Hey guys, we wrote an EP dedicated to this guy. Come check it out. I just feel like, Hmm advertising it to that group of people like it almost feels like we're banking off this guy's death and that's kind of shooting that is fair but like yeah i mean it is you know dedicated to the guy like one of the songs is just called haven you know yeah so it might it's, it might even end up being something that people discover themselves you know and then hopefully um yeah yeah because that's it's it's very sweet and it's very it, it's one of those things that it's incredible that human beings we've created ways to memorialize one another and 
let the memory of people live on for as long as possible. And um, I was just thinking about this the other day because it's a little, it's it's a little too existential for my liking. I usually don't ever really have big questions like this, but like, I don't know, man. Do you do you wanna do you wanna live and live to be remembered for? as long as possible like or do you want to just live life and enjoy all that it has to offer while you're on you know earth or wherever we end up migrating to once the earth explodes um and i don't know it's just it's kind of sweet knowing that there are going to be knowing that there are ways that you can remember people beyond just being related to them or knowing them in real life and um you know, and it's, and it's, it's one of the strongest, most hopeful messages that you could put into art. So I really hope that it comes through in the release of the EP and in the song and, and that, you know, folks who get it, folks who like discover, uh, the track, they, they really get something out of it. Um, yeah, but yeah, dude. So once it gets released, uh, I'm gonna do a review on my. I'm not gonna do a review on my channel, but I'm definitely gonna. We're definitely gonna talk about it on the podcast. Uh, we're gonna talk about it more because, you know, you can't spoil anything for anybody. I mean, I'm gonna talk about like how many songs and shit there are. <laughs> I don't think that's. I too mean, and nah, uh, no, nah, just uh, I'm excited for this thing to for the EP to come out because I know, Callus Wing, you've been recording and writing and performing for a really long time and now that you're getting something out there i'm just really proud of you and i'm proud of you proud of you guys and what you've done and uh yeah dude it's gonna be sick also shout out to gravity studios in chicago for uh for hooking these boys up shout out to daniel farnsworth for mixing this bitch yep thanks daniel (laughs) i don't know if I, i i don't know if we have ever met but you know, I'm, I'm sure you're a great guy. Nick, sure you're, you're in the special things, by the way. Why? Why am I in the special things? Because you're the one who, like, introduced me to gravity. So. All right. I got, I got Jake in the credits because he made the uh, footsteps that you hear in the very beginning of the EP. Oh. Uh, I got Haley in there because she, her, I, it was her idea to take a photo for like one of the, yeah, like the physical, you know, the, the design wise, you know, sure. Uh, and then I think that's all the real people because everyone else is just lumped as friends. But I wanted to, sh- mm. we wanted to shout out like the people like directly responsible for creating this fucking thing. Well, thank dude. <sighs> well, you don't gotta, you, you, you. Now you gotta listen to it. Now everyone has to listen to it. Because it's got my special endorsement on top of my regular endorsement. Yeah, bro, it's only, it's only been like 34 minutes, so it's not gonna take that long. Easy. Easy money. Instead of watching another episode of. Uh, what are people watching right now? Yeah, instead of watching another piece of shit ep- episode of whatever dumbass show you're watching where the episodes are an hour long. Yeah. Boom. Listen to an EP of. Post metal. Post metal. Rock, Instead, whatever, man. whatever it, uh, you come up with your own definition. I'm excited for you. 
you're excited. Um, speaking of excited, uh, I downloaded a new mobile game. And I'm also starting to be a little bit tired of a couple of different mobile games, um, which is another thing that's been occupying my time the last couple of months. I cannot tell you how many days have begun with me waking up at 10 or 11 a.m., logging into my freaking mobile games to do my daily missions, and then spending the next two to three hours uh, grinding events and story missions and all of these things, especially in a game that I started very recently called Nikkei Goddess of Victory, which I don't recommend anyone here download because it's the horniest game I've ever played. No exaggeration. The, the, the first and only ad that I ever saw for it highlighted the least realistic uh, boobs physics I've ever seen in a game. Granted, you don't see boobs physics very often because that's a weird choice. It's a weird choice to put into a game. Um, but when you do, they don't move like the they do on the girls in Nikkei. Uh, so I was like, this game's too horny. I'm not going to download it. And then a month or two rolls by. And I see that they're doing a collaboration with Nier Automata, which I've never played, but we've talked about playing before. And I was like, oh, man, that's kind of cool. You know what? Fuck it. And I was very tired, and I was at my parents' house, and I was in bed, and I was like, fuck it. We'll download this game. Just to, I, <laughs> I was in, It was a moment of weakness. And then I started playing it, and I was like, this gameplay is kind of fun. Um, I'm not even looking at the girls' butts anymore, because the girls' butts are there. They are they are there to look at. And then you play a little bit longer, and you're like, "This voice acting's not too bad." <laughs> and then you play it for a little bit longer, and you're like, "The story's pretty good too." And is that fucking Doom style, fucking like post thrash metal I hear in the background of this booby game? And then I pulled the collaboration character on like the first summon and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm in this. And I gave myself a week. I gave myself a week for this horny ass game. And it's been like 11 days. <laughs> and I haven't gotten rid of it. So um, I've spent too many mornings uh, just... I mean, you know how it is when you start a new mobile game. It's like you got to grind to get some decent characters to put on your team to finally do events and story missions and do all of the welcome missions and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just now getting to the end of that. I'm just now getting to the end of the welcome missions. I have a pretty good team that I feel good with. And, um, and I have to ask myself, okay, am I keeping this? Am I adding this to my ever growing list of games and tasks that I have to do every day? Lest I get ultimate FOMO, uh, and feel shitty for the rest of the day after I miss <laughs> login missions. Because here's a running tally of all the games that I play, right? Dokkan, Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle. It's the OG. I don't think I'm ever deleting that game. I've spent too much money on it. <laughs> There's Pokemon Masters EX, 
which I've kind of wavered on here and there, but it's got good summon rates, and I like seeing all of the alternate universe, you know, what-if situations with different characters from different regions. There's My Hero Academia Ultra Impact, which is the second most recent game, and I only keep around because I... Baby's first anime, I have a special connection to My Hero. I know you got rid of You deleted it. I didn't delete um, it, but I just stopped playing it. Oh, okay. Well, that kind of makes... That, that makes I'm not going to lie, that makes me a little happy. Um, and then I forgot to mention one more, but it's not really even a game. It's Pokemon Sleep. I, <laughs> I log in to feed Snorlax breakfast and dinner, because I always fucking forget lunch, because I forget to feed myself lunch. And uh, I'm finally getting used to how it operates within my sleep schedule so um yeah it's just it's just hiring dude when you have more than like two mobile games to keep track of like sometimes it's it's more of a hassle to play them than it is to just play a regular console game um and uh yeah i i wanted to get your opinion on all of these games because i know I mean, you've been playing Dokkan for a couple years now, and with a lot of the talk, for any of the Dokkan battle players out there, apparently, community-wide, this recent worldwide download celebration hasn't been received super well. Because they mad as fuck, they don't get the characters. Yeah, everyone is getting shafted. Everyone's getting shafted. Like, it's it's more... Except for David, I, who pulled like three, three merged Samasus in one pull, on <laughs> which is real. ridiculous. Although I did see someone else who also got three Zamasus, but they also got two Gohans in one summon. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I feel like the shaft is more prevalent in this celebration than any other. Um, I also feel like there have been a lot of complaints about Vegito's kit. Um, people don't like the fusion conditions and the actual units animations themselves aren't great. Um, Zamasu people don't have any issue with. I feel like Zamasu is pretty cool. You got the domain feature. Um, we should probably restart the meeting real quick too. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll be done in like 10 minutes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Ooh. What the fuck? Oh, God. Hello? So, here's what's happening. Um, this thing, Zoom, Low. doesn't want us to have another call, which Earth's is ridiculous. Um, and kind of, it kind of, it kind of pisses me off a little bit. Oh, okay, so I can join his meeting. He just can't join mine. Some dumbass in here. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you taking yeah, so, so long for? 
Uh, Zoom told me that I could only start another meeting in nine minutes. So now oh they've implemented a rule. God, they just <laughs> they've implemented a rule where if you take two calls and you're not upgraded, uh, then uh, you can't do more than two calls within like. Yeah, so there's a time limit now. So I was like, hopefully it doesn't work the other way around and David can call me. Dude, like, what is with these fucking companies just always making their shit worse? They yeah. just love to just jam their fucking stupid premium fees down your fucking gullet. Yeah, I'm never upgrading Zoom. This is the only thing I use Zoom for. Yeah. No. Anyway, yeah, speaking of getting shafted, that's why I stopped playing My Hero, because I just got fucking sick of it. Yeah. I spent... I had, like, 6,000 gems and, like, 40 recruit tickets, and yeah. I didn't get the fucking character, and I was just... I was just done. Like, it takes yeah. so long to get gems in that game. It's 500 yeah. per multi. And you get 500, so, like, maybe every two weeks... And, yeah. like, I was just, fuck this. Like like you said, there's too many games, and this one's got to go first. Which really sucks, because, yeah. like, I fucking got, you know, both the second anniversary characters, and I'm just like... Oh. Mm. For those of you unfamiliar with uh, these kind of games, we did an episode, like, months and months ago, maybe a year ago, um, where we talked about mobile games and the games that we were playing. And it was these exact three games, Dokkan, Pokemon Masters, and My Hero. They all fall under the category of games known as gotcha games, which it's a term popular in Japan, uh, but it essentially refers to those machines that you put two quarters in and you get a random toy out of the, out of the selection of toys in the capsules. That's what a gotcha game is. So you use in-game currency to summon on a banner with a character that just came out, and you have, like, a 2% chance of pulling that character. And sometimes you get really lucky, like David, pulling three of the new character in one multi, with had, which has ten characters. Or you get really unlucky, like me, who has done possibly, like, 50-something multi-summons... Uh, to get a single new character and still hasn't pulled them yet. Um, and it's just one bad summon in a game could end it all for you. Um, which, it's the tragic reality of gotcha games, but Ooh. listen, man, if they're not going to put in a decent pity system or if they're not, like, give you points to just buy the character if you summon enough or, or what have you, or if the game you discover it's not even that fun to play, um... Sometimes that's all it takes. So, yeah, I will say, they. I saw the data download for my hero, and the two new characters are. They sort of. One follows the theme of the second anniversary, and one is completely different. You have a Momo, a Yayorozu, who is like the celebration Yayorozu. So she's a support character, and she's got like the homecoming dress or whatever. And then. They have a Bakugo coming uh, in, like, the black tank top when he fights Deku and they talk about all for one for the first time. Or uh, one for all. Which is, like, they haven't put out characters for specific moments in a really long time. 
Um, and that moment is considered by a lot of people like one of the best My Hero moments. So he's coming out. So I'm not sure if they're celebrating the like second and a half anniversary late for Global um, or what. But anyway, I'm not telling you to get back into it. Fucking because like I yeah masters got so goddamn lucky too. Oh <laughs> man, yeah. Because here's the thing about all three of those games: all three of them have celebrations at the exact same fucking time of the year. Dokkan has worldwide, Pokemon Masters has its anniversary, and uh, Ultra Impact has its like half anniversary. So all three of them put out new characters at the same time that were like semi busted characters. And uh, in all of them, if you don't get the new character in, like, one game, it sort of feels, like, even worse. Oh, well, um, especially with Masters, because, like, they release the trios. And if you don't get yeah. all three of them, then what's the point, right? And they all come out within, like, two days of each other. Yeah. And this, this is, like, I don't know what number this is, but, you know, I've gotten the, the Jotos. I got the, mm-hmm. the Galar Birds. And now they yeah. drop these Kanto Birds. And I had like 64,000 gems. And I was like, dude, if I don't get all three of them in these 64,000 gems, I'm done. Right? Yeah. Red comes first. I had to use pity points for the second time in this game. So 40,000 gems down the shitter. And yeah. then fucking Leaf comes out. That took five. And I had like 12,000 left. And I was like, all right, Blue. <laughs> Just like four summons. All right, Blue. This You motherfucker. And this son of a bitch shows up on the fourth summon. The last possible summon I could have done. I had like 700 stones left. I was like, you son of a bitch. I wanted a reason to leave. I wanted a reason. And the game could sense that. They fucking knew it. They knew that. And they were like, nah, we got you. Yep, so now I'm back up to like 9,000 gems, so... Yeah. And I don't think there's anything... At like monumentally game breaking coming out soon, but they just introduced some new uh, types and some new uh, like not only do we have field and sprint types now, where before there only used to be three, but now we have a new role, which is kind of like that you can either be a supporter, an attacker, or like a tech character. But certain characters can have their role upgraded so that their ultimate move also has a dual function. So it's like, I don't know, man. They're they're all of these games are kind of in a in a position where they're introducing new shit. Dokkan introduced the domain uh, feature, um, and my hero is still just doing whatever it's whatever it's doing. Yeah, and um, I guess we get our part two announcements tomorrow. Yeah, it's supposed to just be an announcement video. It will be at like 8 a.m., uh, so it'll be up by the time we're awake. Um, we're not sure if it's full animations. We're not sure if it's full kits for the new characters. It might be uh, Spirit Sword Trunks and Rosé, Goku Rosé. Um, well, we know it's Spirit Sword Trunks because they had a teaser photo, um, but we know nothing else beyond that, so... I don't know how much longer we're going to have these games. I don't know how much longer we're going to talk about them on the podcast. I don't even know how much longer the podcast is going to go on for. If 
this last couple of months has been an indication of anything. It's that at any moment, the podcast can can kind of just stop. We have to for, at least finish our favorites list. We have to finish our favorites list, and I think we got to do one more in-person episode. At least one more. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say, David, I'm glad that... I get to do this podcast with you. It gives us a reason to hang out uh, like every week or so. And not that I think that we're ever going to run out of reasons to hang out, but um, I like seeing you dude. And I'm proud of all the work that you're doing. And, you know, I'm happy that we still get to be friends even after all these years and talk about the things that we like to talk about. And I'm glad that there's actually a, crowd of people out there that are watching our videos and enjoying our content so one day when we're all super famous when we're both the most famous people in the world folks are going to find this 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 here podcast and they're going to listen to us as babies and they're going to retroactively get millions of views and listens and we're going to have to do like an like a reunion episode you know yeah but for now, uh, we get to just sit back, relax, and, and talk about whatever we want. So without further ado, I'm Nick Scarpinato. I have been David Kabushikars. Not anymore. We're, we're signing off. Uh, it's bedtime. So everyone, get some slet. Uh, huh? Slep. <laughs> Get some slept. Also, subscribe to rest. Freudinger because we're uh, making skits again. Oh, yeah. Our our friend Jay is uh, making skits. It's not for diddle niddle anymore, but yeah. it might as well be. Yeah. And, um, you know, everyone over there is, is doing great stuff. So, um, Freudinger. Yep. Be, just subscribe. Be, become a dinger. <laughs> become a dinger. And... Uh, You'll see us around. You'll you'll see us around. You'll hear us. Um, I'm gonna start putting stuff out. Calloused Wings got stuff coming out, and um, it's gonna we're gonna have a great end to 2023. So until then, take care of yourselves. Um, you know, get outside every once in a while, touch some grass, and um, I love you. <laughs>